and welcome back to Grid and Grace Leadership Talks with myself, Kate Taylor. I'm very excited today because I have a new special guest for you all that I can't wait to share with you. His name is Jackson Godding. He has been running his own private practice um, for three years now called Fine Reason Therapy. And he's also had a background in the not-for-profit sector um, in social work and counselling for a 10-year period. So he went into that first and then got into his own business. And so I thought it'd be great for some of the followers here today to kind of hear his journey, how he's done it, um, and where he is today, and any advice he might have for you all. So welcome, Jackson. Hey, good to see you, Kate. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on board with us. It's so exciting after following your journey for quite some time now um, to be able to get you on. Uh, I think when we first met, it was uh, me being a, a guest on your podcast, as we were just saying, um, mm-hmm. uh, probably three years ago now as an IUK ambassador, I came on and did a chat with you. And mm-hmm. um, since then, we've stayed connected because we're both in the similar sector. And um, yeah, now you're on my podcast. So that's very exciting. So thank you for coming on today. I know it's so good. We finally did the reverse. So that's been nice. And it's been so good that we've been able to stay connected all this time. That's what it's all about. I know. And it's been so good to see you open your uh, your private practice in Crow's Nest recently, had your big launch and I was able to come and be part of that. And mm-hmm. you've been also a key member in um, our SWCP community, uh, moderating mm-hmm. and kind of doing lives and helping out where we can. So giving back to that group. So I really appreciate that. And it's been great to see um, how we've all been able to connect and collaborate over different things over the years. So, mm. yeah, it's awesome. Um, and I guess for the um, people listening, I've been I've got a few questions for you. So bear with me as we go through them today. Um, oh. But I'd love to know what you do to set up your day for success. Now that you're an entrepreneur as well as someone in the sector who's worked in that um, counselling space, what do you do um, to set yourself up for a winning day? Whoa, it's a good question. I really like that. I, I mean, it varies, right? I guess um, I, I work pretty well on structure and routine. I think that needs to kind of be me during the week. And yeah. um, I think to start my day, I try and, I mean, during the week, during the school week, I, I yeah. generally either I'll go to the gym or I'll go to yoga and then I'll either do a meditation before or after. And yeah. what I've been doing a lot more of, which is crazy, uh, is some at the end of my shower, I'm doing some cold showers. So Ooh, that's 30 so- seconds, you know, uh, is all I'm doing, which some okay. people that's nothing, other people that's insane. So that's, <laughs> that, that gets me going, right? That's that's what really pumps me up. And then, yeah, I guess it's I've really started with filling my cup up rather than, you know, clagging in bed and doing things. Yeah. So, yeah, so I really take hold of that and – the weekend not as intense, but yeah. Yes. Sunday to, to Friday, that's that's me. Wow. And I see that um on your social media recently that you've been doing a lot of those ice baths as well. Um, where you go somewhere and sit in a cold ice bath at a certain temperature. I don't know how cold it is. Um yeah. <laughs> but I I I always admire people that do it, but I've never done it myself. So can you tell us like what you found are the benefits of doing that and kind of and how often do you do it as well to get the benefits you find? Well, I mean, I'm a bit of a sooky la la when it comes to the cold. Um yeah. and you know, and again, when I talk about my like breath work and meditation, you know, also I've been practicing, I mean, I've been teaching how to do meditation for so long that Okay. I wasn't able to quite nail it myself. So both of those things, what they have in common is 
well, for me anyway, which I think a lot of people kind of resonate with, is it's sitting in stillness and sitting in discomfort with yourself. And that's probably why I didn't do it, which is exactly why I was like, I need to do more of this. So that's what (laughs) got me, finally got me into, you know, my life is filled with effort and there wasn't much effortlessness in my life. So that was where the meditation comes in. The ice bath is a similar kind of vibe to that, except what we're doing is putting ourselves into intense shock, right? So we're kind of activating that fight, flight, freeze response. And then being able to kind of activate this ability to slow your nervous system down and increase your kind of exhales that bring you back into or out of a a shock response, then you're actually learning how to regulate your nervous system. So there's lots of different benefits. But for me, that's the biggest one is, you know, the hardest thing that I'm going to face in a day is a little bit of cold and, and a little bit of sitting by myself. So it really prepares me for being able to take on stress in a much more practical way and when things kind of come online for me i'm just not as phased as i would have been without it and you know that that's reducing my stress it reduces my anxiety it's helping with my sleep helps my metabolism helps my immunity and just helps me be able to kind of feel more content and connected within myself plus the intense dopamine and serotonin hit that you get um which really lasts a few hours which feels really really good so, so, so you get like a buzz of energy after, do you find? Probably if you're doing an ice bath, not in the same way in the cold shower, you jump into an ice bath for a couple of minutes and breathe through it to a point where it's not the whole time isn't shock. Yes. And you're going to jump out and you're going to feel amazing. Like it's a good, wow. massive high for free high, you know, that, that kind of feels pretty good for a good, I mean, I felt good all day and the next, but some people are saying about two, two, three hours of just that post, wow. you know. Dopamine so then would you recommend doing it more early rather than later in the day? Like it wouldn't be good to do it before bed, right? Because then you'd be like buzzing and you're meant to be winding down. Do well, you find? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's, you know, that, that there's a lot that comes into it. You know, there's no real right or wrong way. It's really your okay. preference and what works See what your you, body does. Yeah, I mean, generally, if we look at it in terms of sleep, like we want to be getting cold in the morning so that our body naturally heats up, which is what's waking us up. And it's the opposite for when we want to go to sleep. So if you're having a hot shower or a tea before bed, it's going to help you then cool down, which you need to be able to do to be able to sleep. So having a cold shower just before bed, you need to warm up to then, you know, cool back down to then sleep. It's just going to take a little bit longer. Uh, Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I definitely find that hot shower or um, I've recently bought myself one of those, I know it sounds like old school, but electric throw rugs for the couch yeah. when I'm watching telly and relaxing and put the heat, put that on. Oh, my gosh, I just melt, my whole body just melts and relaxes. Um, and it puts me in a stage of just like that kind of sleepiness, ready to kind of jump into bed kind of feel. So um, I get, yeah, the warm side, but the cold side, I don't know. I'm going to have to like try this out and see what I think and what Look. it does to me at some point. The, the good thing is it, it's, you know, if you, I mean, I'm going to start running them down in Balmoral Beach, I think, and just kind of create Ooh. a community. So okay, I could some, come with you. Doing some breathing and then some ice baths. Honestly, by, by the very least, you're going to have a group of people that are trying to help you, support you, and, and feel more connected and bring in more community to be able to work through whatever you want to do, right? Okay. You do three seconds versus two minutes. 
doesn't matter. You came down to do something that took you out of your comfort zone and started to kind of, you know, optimize a bit more of how you feel and how what you're choosing to do for you. That's that's the real benefit that I think. I love that. Bringing people oh, together. You'll have to tell us about that. I'll come and check it out. Yeah. Um, what's your face? And um, can you tell me a bit about your career path? Like, obviously, a lot of people follow along um, and see your business, see what you do, but they don't know how you got there and they don't know how it all started. And people forget that, you know, we all came from working at the bottom and working our way up and then going out on our own. And it's quite a process we go through over 10, 12 years. It's not just something we do, you know, flippantly. Um, So could you tell us a little bit about your career journey to this point and how you got to your business? Yeah, cool. I mean... I'll do the summarized version because probably I can probably talk a really long time about it all. But um, I mean, back to the right down to the beginning. I think that um, what I wanted to kind of work in was suicide prevention um, yeah. after losing a friend that really shocked the whole community, and um, that kind of like led to being like, how do I do this? What do I need to kind of get into? And then. I thought that was the worst that it can kind of get is you taking your own life, no matter what you're going through, that that's the kind of right at the brink. So I really wanted to sort of be able to support more and more of that. So I started actually working in Lifeline um, in the suicide prevention hotline for a while. And that kind of really kind of allowed me to do more and more of that. But as I started getting more and more roles, I really connected to what's going on underneath all the stuff that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and being that trauma and, you know, your childhood experiences or some of that really difficult adversity that might have happened in the past that's then shaping our experiences. So that kind of moved me more into, like, the worst it can get is actually not what, you know, not suicide is living with how intense some of that stuff can be and not working through some of it and watching it kind of destroy your life um, mm-hmm. that I realised that's, that kind of hit, hit this tone. Now, in Australia, we don't really have trauma-based centres. Um, no. Probably only, you know, a few handful that are really specialising in trauma specifically. So the way I kind of built my career was around following trauma, I guess, as closely wow. linked as possible. So um, I kind of situated myself where where I was living, which meant that I could be put anywhere in Sydney. So I've worked in Coco, I've worked in Parramatta, I've worked out east, I've worked in Penrith, I've worked in Redfern. Um, just pretty much all all over being like, where does the work go? And was very yeah. happy to do that as I built. So the closest things to trauma are probably addiction. Um yeah. and you know generally what's going on underneath the surface of someone's addiction is what they're trying to escape from. What is the painful experience that's making them want to go and do that. So that landed me in um, what's called South Pacific Private, which is a trauma treatment center that really specializes in going underneath and looking at the the depths of it all. The more that they talked, the more that they were talking about these things that happened when they were a kid. And they're talking about things that happened when they were a kid for the first time. And I go, what the hell is happening to these kids? Yeah. Who's supporting these kids? So that, that led me to pretty much dance between other working in addiction centers or working with really, really high risk, vulnerable young people. So I kind of danced between the two. I went addiction and then I worked for the department and then I went back to addiction and then I went back to working in the non-for-profit with homeless kids and then just kind of all over the place. So 
that kind of built all of my speciality around really realizing that, yes, everything kind of comes back to like trauma and being able to really understand that and, you know, the disconnection and really bringing connection back in to, to help find them in a way that they feel better within themselves. And that's kind of where I realized it's all just about self-worth and how we show up in relationships, which then led me to, I don't want to work 55 minutes away anymore. You know, I was very willing to just travel for wherever the work was and just yeah. build my experience. And I, I did jump a lot to get all of it. You know, I, I did, I did a lot of jobs in a short amount of time. Um, you know, which is not that loyal, but I guess my, my purpose was to kind of really get everything I could get from lots a, of different a range of experience. Yeah. Makes sense. Which then kind of was like, I want to live and work way closer because mm -hmm. I think after doing that for a long time and, and we've talked about, it, and, and there's definitely some key people in, in our you know, community that talk a lot about burnout. And I think that yeah. for me was like, I don't want to, you know, live to work. Yeah. I kind of work to live and that yeah. flipped the script of I've done my hard yards. I'm ready to, you know, do me and then work uh, around what I'm doing for me. So okay. finally that led to like really kind of finding much closer places to work and then eventually, yeah. um, you know, doing me, which I was doing a lot online and then, yeah, finally jumping into my own um, clinic after doing a few days here and there at other people's clinics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Took a leap of faith and, and went and got the the clinical started as you mentioned and now it's 10 minutes from where i work and i you know set up every year and i go what do i want for me in my life what is the most important thing that i don't want to have to sacrifice anymore and yeah. then i build my life and my work around those things wow that's really amazing because i am on a journey of that at the moment reevaluating like how do i make life work better and work work better even though you're running a business it's it's hard because you feel like you're always on and like someone everyone always needs you um but it's like building into like what do i need for me to thrive and to help others around me and um yeah i'm on that journey at the moment evaluating and i'm bringing some new team to my business to try and give me that time and space that i need to focus on family stuff so um yeah it's something that i was like you know what I'm getting older and I need to prioritize this a bit better. And so, yeah, I've been on quite a journey with that recently. And um, yeah, I actually went to a, an event with Gary V um, speaking last week at the ICC and there was, it was about mindset matters. And the big feeling I got across the border around that was around, um, you know, it wasn't about hustle culture and working harder and tr trying harder, but they actually came to a place of like, you know what, we've all survived and worked as leaders or business owners through a pandemic. Um, you know, we've all burnt out, all run down. So actually looking at how do we do less better and how do we um, gain more wisdom and kind of pause more in our life and work so that we can make better decisions. Mm. Um, and it was talking a lot about, you know, wisdom goes at a different pace to what, what our busy lives are. So if we want to gain wisdom and kind of gain um, perspective, we need to slow down to do that. And and looking after ourselves better is a way to do that. And so finding what works for you and being more purposeful in our rest, like you were saying, like being really conscious and present in it. And that's something I need to learn to do because I, I don't think I've, we've all been conditioned to just work, work, work and hustle and try harder. But 
we've not really been conditioned in society to slow down and rest and and value that and um, mm-hmm. actually looking at how that will set us up long term as business owners and leaders in in the world. Um, and so yeah, that's been a real uh, something I'm processing at the moment of like, what does rest look like for me and what do I like mm. and what you know like finding different things to um, to help ground me better and and look after myself better. So. Yeah, I love that you've been on that journey too. That's so cool. Um, And tell me about your um, fine reason therapy uh, in Crow's Nest. Tell me about the different services you run there and um, what team you have at the moment and kind of all the things you're doing. Like you said, you mentioned you're doing some group work stuff as well. Um, So, yeah, share with everyone who's listening what you get up to. Look, there's there's, um, a couple of different, I guess, pillars of what we're kind of offering at the moment. so obviously I'm a clinical psychotherapist and counselor and we work with people that kind of, I guess, really just want to get better than in themselves. That's a massive spectrum. And that obviously covers a lot of that trauma lens of what's going on to sort of prevent or block some of that stuff. And then how we're showing up in relationships. So we work in like individual counseling um, and couples counseling, as well as group to be able to kind of come back to that, that self-worth and really build that. So that's, that's, that's me. Um, and another one of my team members, Oksana, who's another beautiful therapist. And, um, yeah, there's a few people kind of, we're building more and more around that to be able to kind of grow it into being able to provide, you know, if you, so everyone can kind of have a bit more choice in who they want to see. They might not want to see me. They might want to see Oksana. They might want to see. Yeah, you. true. Uh, Different got, styles. True. Uh, yeah. Um, but all kind of working under that own reason therapy lens, um, okay. which is the building. Then I've got the, uh, you know, I run, run a podcast, as you know, you've been on. Um, and just like how, how I work in sort of providing, you know, I guess information and education and a bit of fun on my uh, Instagram and really building yeah. up that online space um, is just a lot of fun. So that's probably more the, the Jackson Godding vibe uh, yeah. rather than fine reasons specifically. And then the last of things is what we're building more and more around is our like coursework. So our, yeah. you know, a bit cheaper, a bit more self-paced and yeah. you know, really immersive practical stuff that that is all around like finding your worth and being able to kind of get better in, you know, how you're showing up in relationships. So there's a lot that's building more and more um, in that space as well. So yeah, we're kind of doing little bits of everything. And then obviously I'm really just trying to build community and connections. So I'm starting to run more ice baths. We're going to start doing a few more workshops. Um, We just ran a really beautiful women's inner child workshop, which was. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Um, that was that was really successful and you know a lot of people got a lot of benefit from that so we're going to do a men's one soon and i think we've got some art therapy groups and workshops coming up soon so we just get to provide what we can and listen to what you you need and then just hold space for, for whatever um people are interested in and hold it in a really you know self-love kind of concept i love that and it's so needed, I think, like like we were saying, everyone's needing that a bit extra self-love at the moment. And I feel like, you know, it's about um, coming out of that flight or flight survival mode into like what this new normal is and what our lives look like. And also reevaluating, like, because obviously some people are going back into the office more now than they were before, yeah. things like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do I want my new normal to look like? Because before we'd all go in five days a week and not question it. And now it's like, oh, actually, could we do this job, 
you know, part-time from home, part-time in the office? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. is it necessary that we all need to be together five days a week? Like, could there be more flexibility there for family and life and things? And, um, yeah, it's been really great exploring that um, with my own team as well, um, seeing what works and what doesn't for different people and um, people with kids. It's definitely, I found it an advantage to be able to have that flexibility to do school pickup and things like mm -hmm. that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a new a new normal, I guess, and mm -hmm. working, um, you know, that work-life integration versus just the nine-to-five mindset, you know, That's working with, around your family and your life. Um, mm -hmm. So I love that. And um, could you give me, is there any advice if someone is, say, working in not-for-profit sector like yourself, worked their way around, worked in a few different companies, and they've got an idea or a way that they would love um, whether it be to get that balance in their life and kind of live to live to um, what was it work to live to work, you know, be able to have that balance, um, you know, better. Whether it's in private practice or whether it's you know having you know work like working contracting to certain businesses for different projects. Instead, um, is there any advice you'd give to someone that's looking to go out and do their own thing versus working for an employer? What would you say? Was it would help well i'm definitely biased <laughs> i am um, I, I guess that's sort of you know you, you said it really well you used the word balance and i think that is key for me yeah. i think um hustle culture is getting a bad rap at the moment and i i totally understand why but if it wasn't for the hustle i wouldn't be where i am and yeah, if it true. wasn't for working really 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 hard yeah, I, I my business wouldn't be where it is today because of okay. you know I just had to I just had to do what I had to do to get where I needed to be to, to fucking pay the rent right so yeah I, that that really that really helped that me really up, doesn't it <laughs> paying you know, bills paying stuff exactly. yeah you know, we got yeah. we got we got shit to do right so I think for me that that as a therapist and as someone who's a massive advocate for for self care I. I already came in with such a strong ethic around how I look after myself. So I think the word balance really helps me make my decisions and helps me, you know, I guess help and influence others is yeah. you, we need to be able to work hard and have a mindset that allows us to do that and really, yes. kind of, you know, especially big ventures and ideas and jumping into those concepts is yeah. we need it. We need to give it our all but figuring out what our all looks like to where exactly. we start to fall over, where we, you know, you know, kind of can't put in that too much more without starting to be counterproductive. So really kind of creating that ability for ourselves to look after ourselves and yeah. kind of setting that up as your advantage and, and having that self-leadership that allows you then, when I do this for me, I can work in this way. But if I don't yeah. do this for me, I can't. So the grit yeah. and hustle I think really does come into it but it's yes. having the compassion and grace yes keep coming back to you to to be able to kind of to make those sort of ventures I am like so passionate about you know the balance of, of things and being able to really put yourself first because putting yourself first means not just kind of saying no and being able to Kind of put things in place for you um, to finally kind of use your voice to look after yourself it also yeah. means putting yourself first and 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 actually getting out getting out there getting after it and and mm -hmm. being able to kind of finally you know feel the fear and then embrace it anyway sort of thing yeah that takes a real good 
balance. So, I mean, my advice is, is that, and then reach out, you know, I love, 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 love mentoring and supervising people into that space because yeah, it's not easy. And, and I guess my approach is we learn through connection and togetherness. So, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. Come yeah, exactly. See what works and, and learn from different people like yourself in the sector who are doing it well and, and yeah. getting that insight um, to make it work yeah. for you. And yeah, I guess that's where the whole theme of this podcast came from was that grit and grace leadership talks and looking at how we, yes, a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders, the reason we are successful is because we have that grit, that determination, that bravery, that courage. But then at the same time, um, a lot of us struggle with the grace. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, how do we have that grace approach of kindness and empathy and compassion to ourselves and to our, our staff and our clients and um, to make sure that, um, yeah, they're getting the support and we're getting the support we need. So, it like mm-hmm. you said, it's that balance that we're all juggling. But, um, yeah, I think you definitely display that in the way you do your business and the way you do life as well. And, yeah, it's been uh, it's so good to talk with you about all these different ideas. Um, and obviously, you know, um, you've had to, you're hearing a lot of people and their trauma and their past and their stories, right? So um, how do you manage your own well-being and mental health? Like, I know we talked about ice bars and things, but what practical things do you do um, weekly or daily to like kind of ground you um, after you've had a big day with clients with all their trauma coming out? Like what what do you do? Because you're taking in so much information. Mm-hmm. How do you have good... Um, you know, self-care in place to look after yourself? What mental health tips do would you recommend that you do? Yeah. Look, um, look the, the, the model that I work in and, and have created is that the self-worth, um, you know, therapy. So two pillars of that are self-accountability, which is essentially the self-leadership and then self-care. So both of those things are so needed to be able to create what we need to be able to kind of show up every day. So the way I talk a lot about it with a lot of clients and just kind of breaking it down really simply for, for everyone is figuring out what is non-negotiable in your week or in your day that has to happen. And the reason it makes the list generally like a list of six. So ideally we're kind of looking for something happens every day that Mm -hmm. puts, you know, stuff back up in the cup to fill me back up is what makes it non-negotiable is you notice when it's not there. So okay. I were to kind of get this idea that, you know, getting a massage once a week might be really, really vital, but you, it's a luxury that you, you can start to see, like, I don't need this every week. That's not for everyone, but no. for others it might be, I need a massage every week, but I guess it's that, that's not non-negotiable. What's non-negotiable is, is, is what going to work for you that you go, wow, I can tell that my, way of showing up is less because I haven't done X, Y, and Z. So generally without kind of telling you all of mine, um, it's, it's generally like a a theme of something from, for me that slows me down, something that involves connection, something that is fun, something that's good for my physical health, something that's good for my mental health. And then some sort of, you know, mix of all of them, whether it be like a hobby or, or something that you, you have an interest in. And some of that's really structured and regimental. Like for me, it's 
I know when I'm going to the gym. I know when I'm going to yoga. Okay, you, have it, you have it scheduled. Yeah. Yeah. That keeps me accountable. keeps me being able okay. to sort of come back to me. So, yeah, non-negotiable self-care and creating that list that you can be tangible with. And, you know, it's an editable document, obviously. But yeah. locking that down as best as you can and being able to go, these are the things that I have to do. And when I don't, yeah. I notice. I notice. I start to mm-hmm. not show up in the way that I'm really want to and and that you know hinders my performance and and my feelings about me yeah i love that i started um someone gave me the idea recently of doing like what's your ideal week look like whether it's work personal everything business like how do you fit everything in and um because they're like how do you know if you've achieved your ideal week if you haven't mapped it out like if you never actually you know you can say i like doing a size or i like you know um meeting people or i like doing things but what is your ideal week and how could you logistically fit all the stuff into the hours you have, right? So you meet, fill your cup in all those areas. And so I mapped it out and I was like, wow, this could actually work because I started studying recently two nights a week and I was like, how am I going to fit in study as well as my self-care stuff, as well as running the business, as well as being a mum? I was like, I don't know how, like I was feeling really overwhelmed, but it wasn't until I mapped it out in a week on a schedule and seeing how I could fit it all in I was yeah. like, I can do this. And yet yeah. every week may not turn out that way, but on an ideal week, that is what I would like to have achieved. And so that gives me something to work towards and work with and kind of keep me on track if I'm feeling like I'm having an off week and things aren't going so well. I can look back and go, okay, what is in my ideal week that's missing this week, you know, um, and what could I put in and what do I need to subtract? So yeah. something I've been aware of is like if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So you can't just keep loading more and more in. You have to look at what you can take away as well um, so that you can create that balance, right? So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a challenge. It is. It is. And every day is different, right? So we've got to kind of be able to really look at the grace part of it as well. I guess it's yeah. like, you know, we don't always have the, the – the same week every week and we're also not feeling the same way every mm-hmm. week so it's like That's what true. does the what does the reduced um non-negotiable things look like where it's kind of like yeah. you know, if you're sick or you've got your period or you uh um super run down or you're having like a, a depressive week or episode yeah then what does the trigger yeah of that yeah look like for okay. you so that there can still be some accountability around what i'm doing for me essentially exactly and i think um you know actually having someone in your world whether it's a mentor or a friend or someone else in business that can give or staff that can give you that feedback too because sometimes we don't see in ourselves what others are seeing around us so um actually you know i'm aware when i have friends or family or staff member that would say you know okay you're going through a lot right now maybe booking a session with your psychologist like and i'm like huh Yeah, maybe I am not coping. Like, And actually, yeah, I really listen to that because um, usually they're right. <laughs> and after a session, I can ground myself again and kind of keep going. But I think, um, yeah, being aware of that and being open to that, have one or two people in your world that can be honest with you is really important, I think. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely important. So in terms of um, quotes, I love a good quote. And so I'd love to know if you have a favorite one that showcases that grit and grace in life and leadership. Is there a favorite quote you have? Look, I'm always going to tie it back to um, trauma and and the work that I do. And I do think that they do cross over in, in self-worth and how we show up. I think that they're definitely a nice 
overlaps. And I'm also going to be cheeky and, and go for two. Okay. <laughs> um, Give me one. <laughs> so, well, there you go. First two uh, coming in hot. The the first one is you um, you can't change where you come from. Yeah. But you can change where you go from here. Oh, so I love that's, that. You know, a really powerful one that that I hold myself to a lot and talk a lot about with my clients, and I think it does you know really speak to the the leadership that we can have within ourselves um, to not focus too much on the what's already happened and how I love that. Um, and then the other one is probably much more of the grit is you are what you do, not what you say you'll do. Oh, it's like leading by example kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it comes back to that accountability piece where it's like that, how I want to live is someone that follows through. And when, when I don't, I let others down and, and being able to kind of come back to like, this is what, this is part of my value system. So yes. I want to do what, what I'm offering. I don't want to stay authentic. That's so true. And having a child for me has been a big um, eye opener for that because they'll, <laughs> they see what you say and do. They, they, they see your behavior, not always what you say. And so um, it's mm -hmm. the worst when they start copying things you say. <laughs> and good and bad um and you're like oh my god i sound like she totally sounds like me right now <laughs> and like it's so yeah. funny um but yeah it's it's a good reflection sometimes having a child it's like a mirror they can show you what good mm -hmm. and bad things you do and have it to say and you know mm -hmm. um you know they're living like they're watching and learning and observing so yes yeah they are spit it out and it's a very good mirror a very good reflection of it naturally brings up our shit right and that and that can be a really good way of and they, it's the gift really because we can keep keep reflecting and working on ourselves when we really listen to what our kids are doing and saying yeah exactly and we're our, we're their biggest role models right uh the people that will shape them and mold them and 100%. hopefully yeah give them um yeah i mean it's hard i think a lot of people have trauma from their childhoods or something that's happened but if we can try and prevent it where we can then we do our best yeah. right as parents um, break that cycle somehow exactly and i think um one thing i've realized since becoming a parent is that um you know my pet when i look back at my childhood things that went wrong and right is that thing of like my parents did the best they knew to do in that moment in that situation and no parent ever sets out to like generally to harm their children or to cause trauma but actually in the situation they did the best they could do even if it still caused some harm to us there's like i now as a parent see that like i'm like oh far out like you know we all think when it's like that whole you know if we had a crystal ball and we could see what the future held we'd probably make different decisions but we don't have that hindsight when we have to make tough decisions in life and yeah. um you know our parents generally are trying to the best and i know i'm trying my best for my daughter but i'll probably still mess it up and and it's yeah. about you know just being able to um yeah that understanding which i didn't have before i had my daughter i think now i have that compassion yeah. for my parents um mm -hmm. yeah. so i now know what being an adult is like and yeah my daughter often says i can't wait to be grown up and not have to go to school and i'm like oh please enjoy it while you can um your life is so much easier right now <laughs> yeah Maybe back um, to school for sure i know where your parents do everything for you and take you to all your sports activities and look after you and feed you and yeah totally different 
But um, it's so funny when you're a kid, you look up to those adults in your world and you're like, I want to be like you. Like she wants to run Taylor Care one day and, you know, um, be a mini, they call a mini boss in the office because when in school holidays she comes in and, you know, and checks on the staff and has chats with them. And it's actually really interesting seeing how um, wise she is for her age at seven. She'll hear me and my husband talking about different situations at work and she'll be like, oh, why don't you do this, mum? Or maybe they mean this. And you're like, how did you know this? Like you're seven and it's like she's spot on. Like she has a point of view that's so just matter of fact, you know, it's not, um, yeah, Yeah, they just come out with stuff that's so much wisdom, even for a little person, you're like, that's a really good point. And that's the thing. They sometimes see things from a different perspective to us and because we're in the busyness of it all, we don't get to see objectively, whereas I'll just look in a situation and be very black and white, like, I yeah. think this is what it means or I think they're saying this to you because of this, mummy. And and I'm just like, wow, you're amazing. So, yeah, she's my biggest inspiration, I think, in life and um, how she, like, is just like a sponge, like you said, and always trying to learn and, be better and you know she's very much into her gymnastics at the moment and dreaming about being in the olympics one day so um we're encouraging her she's got that gift to go for it and yeah it's really great to see her grit and determination at such a young age because she sees me doing that too and having that role model of like someone that gets up and gets going and some days when she's like i don't want to go to school and i'm like you know what some days i don't want to go to work but actually we still have to go and do these things. And um, she's like, oh, okay. You know, like she's accepting that that's like, you know, we all have to do things we don't like to do. But, um, you know, we have to go face it anyway. And, um, yeah, it's it's great um, having a little mini me to, to learn mm. from the guide and, and, and raise. So, yeah, parenthood, huh? Um, mm. But, yeah, thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed our chat um, and love those quotes. And, yeah, really appreciate um hearing about your journey and i'm sure other people will too and if they would like to get in touch with you what is the best way to connect with you yeah i mean i i try and post pretty regularly on the on our little page community page so i definitely do that and then um just find reason therapy on instagram is yep. probably a good go-to or just find reason therapy.com.au for my website and yeah, if you're in the Neutral Bay, Cremorne area, then yeah, there'll be more and more little community opportunities. Oh, where you can come from all over to come and find us. But yeah, yeah. that's generally that's the, the gist of how to find me. Thank you so much for your time today. I yeah, really appreciate it. And definitely people, I'm sure, will reach out to you after hearing this podcast. So thank you. Mm. Thanks, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. I um, can't wait to do all this again. This sounds so good. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in and uh, watching our latest episode of Grid and Grace Talks with Jackson Godding. Uh, please uh, like or love or share this post or podcast if this is something that resonates with you. I really appreciate um, all the um, feedback and um, love from you all. So thank you so much and have a brilliant day. All right. Bye.